0: Welcome to The David Ross Show. Jason, how's it going?
1: Great. Thanks for having me, Dave.
0: Yeah, I'm here with uh, Dr. Jason Syrick, a chiropractor uh, here in town. And uh, so I'm just getting a text message from my girlfriend. It says, my hearing is not happening this Thursday, um, but I can uh, can see you from a distance, according to my attorney. So... um, I'm the only guy who who is banned from seeing his girlfriend during uh, the coronavirus meltdown uh-huh. or the only guy I know of, I should say um, we've been, we've been seeing each other for about a year and a half and uh, she's got a a uh, little boy, the same age as my little boy, their best friends uh, do Legos and Cub Scouts and all this stuff together. So we, we get together two or three times a week as a small group, as we do little family things. Um, we don't live together, but we do family dinners, uh, little family outings. Uh, we And during the, the shutdown, we've been doing dinners and some bike rides, uh, hikes, you know, things like that, um, as is permitted. You know, yeah. exercise and such is permitted under the governor's declaration. Uh, unfortunately, her ex didn't agree with that and thought it was an unnecessary risk to be around my son and I. And uh, what?
1: I, uh, what was the being around another man was a risk, or
0: uh, being around uh, their immediate household having two more people come to oh, visit? So, so this is about uh, the virus, r- right? Okay, exactly. Okay. Okay. And um, so I, I'm I'm. You know, I'm kind of on the sidelines because I know what it's like to have an ex. I know what it's like to co-parent, and it's not always a. And you do too. It's not always a bump-free ride, right? No, it is not. <laughs> and uh, so I'm like, well, you know, there's probably a little bit of uh, different beliefs about you know what's safe and what's not. There's probably a little bit of uh, a little power struggle that's not unheard of, as I'm sure uh, you know. Um, and, and so I kind of, uh, you know. It, it, you, you, you decide you handle it and whatever you, you want to do, I'll, I'll go along with. And, and, um, long story short, she basically, um, heard th- this, uh, request from her ex and said, well, you know what, I've got some requests about things about parenting that you don't really respect as far as bedtimes and, and schoolwork and, and video games and that kind of stuff. So if, I'm, I'm not going to bend over backwards honoring your wishes if you're not going to do the same to me. So sorry. And uh, so she
1: was willing to listen.
0: if uh, He was willing yeah, to listen. Yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, it, like I said, it's kind of that, that end of things is not my business. My, my uh, uh, end game was that, um, you know, like I said, I'll, I'll do whatever you, you want to do. And so we kept doing our, our family uh, dinners and uh, hikes and bike rides uh, for the first couple weeks of the, the lockdown, the governor's declaration because of the coronavirus. And it got to uh, apparently a a a head where um he said, "Look, if you don't stop, I'm gonna file for a restraining order, an injunction basically b- blocking you from from having the kids around uh your boyfriend and his son, and who knows what percentage of that is true paranoia about the 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 pandemic." you know, a hundred percent or is it 50% putting a little thumb in your eye and 50% concerned about the pandemic? I I don't know. But at the end of the day, um, she kind of scoffed at that and, and, um, said that I, you know, go ahead. That that's a ridiculous proposal. They're both attorneys. So, you know, this is kind of their wheelhouse. Yeah, And, um, and I said, okay, well, you know, if you want to, you know, just let me know if you want to uh, uh, tamper things down, or if you want to um, just continue business as usual. Because we're we were very careful about everything else, um, you know, in the, during the process of this uh, pandemic, and it looked like it was going to be uh, kind of a silly um, non-issue if if he pursued it, um, but it, it turned out, and you know, uh, I guess a, a visiting judge decided otherwise and issued a you know injunction or basically a restraining order saying you cannot not not against me against my girlfriend saying you are bound by the governor's declaration of the stay stay at home stay safe declaration and um you cannot do this okay fine you know and, and i i could sort of see a little bit that you know if if i didn't agree with something that my ex was doing and and who she was putting them around or whatever, and I didn't think it was safe. I, I kind of empathize with that a little bit. Um, I thought this was a lot of overkill, a little overreach, and maybe yeah, yeah. maybe there was a little bit of finger in the eye going on, or you know, wanting to to win a power struggle. Um, so they actually took you. You had to, she had to go to court. Oh yeah, they had a hearing and, and did their thing, and and she came out on the short end of the stick. That that um. She I, th- has I to, thought
1: the courts were closed though.
0: They're, they're doing like emergency, emergency hearings, you know, oh. somebody, domestic violence or, or, uh, you know, happy boyfriends, right. Yeah. Um, and, but the kicker is, is that when the the judge says, you know, you have to follow every aspect of the, um, the, the, the governor's declaration, which, you know, I hadn't really read verbatim, but that's what attorneys and judges do, right? As they look at the black and white of the law, it forbids you from seeing, you know, being around or having social engagements with anybody who's not in your immediate household. So the net effect of this wasn't just, hey, you can't get the kids, you know, together on your family night and have dinner. You can't have them over and go on a bike ride. It technically says, um, we don't live together. So we can't be together. We can't see each other. And I don't know if that was the intent behind it or not, or how what percentage that was, but it's the net effect that oh, ha ha ha! Not only can you not do what you've been doing as far as your you know your little blended family evenings and events and meals and 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 exercise, but we can't even theoretically uh, be together when the kids aren't around. You know, when the kids are with with uh, their dad and my my son is with his mom, um, she's violating the governor's declaration the letter of the law. yeah and and now that there's it's not just the governor's declaration it is a, a court order ordering her to ab- abide by the governor's declaration so she's kind of would be theoretically in double jeopardy if she were to just hang out with me um well, so
1: well played x well played yeah
0: uh, I'm, I'm i'm like boy you know i don't know w- where to go from here if that is not the funniest uh Outcome unexpected of, you know, a judge saying my hands are tied or a judge saying I know best as opposed to, well, um, actually, my 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 knee jerk response is, are you freaking kidding me, judge? Um, it wasn't from this county because there's big conflict of interest because they practice in this county. I think it was a visiting judge from another county. But my my initial response was. I'd like to ask all the judges on the bench that sit on the bench with you, how many of them, if they don't live with, you know, if they're not married or if they don't live with their significant other, how many of you are not seeing your significant other during this pandemic lockdown? I would bet donut. I would bet there are zero. Well, in fact, let's open that up a little bit bigger. How many of you, how many people that work for your entire court system mm-hmm. in your county, are not seeing your significant other during this governor's declaration or even open it up even bigger. You know, there's probably 4,000 or so members of the bar association in the, in that County. How many members of the bar association in your County are not seeing their significant other who they don't live with in the same household just because of the de- governor's declaration, there might be one or two. I don't know. I mean, do you do you know anybody who is not seeing their significant other because we don't live together?
1: No, no. I've, I, when you told me about it, it kind of blew me away. But is it is it because the judge is essential? Maybe they're allowed to be around other people. I mean, is is our attorneys considered essential?
0: Attorneys, uh, their work is essential work under the governor's you know, so, huge list of essential. Uh, but but that doesn't really. Uh, bleed over into what you can do on your personal time or personal life. Well,
1: yeah. So, but she could meet with somebody
0: over a case. Absolutely,
1: she could meet with you over a case, but she can't meet with you over personal.
0: Well, yeah, we're not meeting over personal. I mean, we're we're not meeting over a case. We would be meeting over well, that, for that's, personal that's stuff. What I mean, so I
1: mean, if you really think that this thing is dangerous, once again, it makes no sense why she's allowed to be around somebody from eight to five in her office, but not allowed to be around you eight to eight.
0: But you're, you're asking for common sense, you know, why do we uh, shut down construction of certain things, not having to do with how essential we got to get this bridge done or, or people are going to die. It's not that it's private construction was shut down public wide open. Well, construction shut down, real estate shut down, but then two days later, real estate agents flipped back on. Nothing against real estate agents, but are you kidding me? Why all of a sudden do we we flip real estate agents from being turned off like a lot of other industries to being turned back on other than the fact that there's a pretty good-sized real estate association? with a lot of endorsement and probably political backing and power and funding. Oh, funding. But there's not there's no more you can you you can sell houses but you can't build them. I mean, that to me is not common sense. I
1: you know, I'm just glad that you know, uneducated people like us have smart enough people like this judge around to to make sure we make it through life, I guess.
0: So what about I mean, you're you're big on wellness and health, and I I run a health club that's been closed down for uh, six weeks. Um, Might as well have been six months. Can't go outside and go to a park. I think he can shortly, but but not for the last six weeks. Actually, I lied. Can't go to a park here. You can go to a state park eventually here in a couple of days, but city parks, county parks, we're apparently not trustworthy enough not to. Lick doorknobs and yeah. uh, handrails. Uh, can't control our kids, but but our duty, our patriotic duty. And I should get on Facebook and shout from the rooftops about what a pious, uh, enlightened, woke person I am because I stay home in my house, getting fatter, getting more chronic inflammation, which is a death sentence with the coronavirus. And I go out and I buy takeout and fast food. That's the recommendation. Sh- the The mayor of Chicago comes out and says, you should not be going for a bike ride at this time. You should not be going out for a long run at this time. Um, you should be in your house. My response is you're, you're an idiot. You don't know anything about the pathophysiology of this virus. Number one, if you're talking like that, number two, you absolutely should be out doing things to keep yourself healthy and social distance, follow the rules, but, this is not nuclear fallout that's going to come chase you down and get you and and and, and kill you. It, it's not a flying drone that's coming after you. Um, it's something that people who are uh, obese, people that have underlying conditions, people who have chronic inflammation, people who have cardiorespiratory disease are at a much higher risk factor. Us men are at a much higher risk factor, and and older people are at a much higher risk factor. Um, but we're being told that that you are higher on the on the uh, compassion or not on the uh, higher on the awareness food chain you are a better person if you sit around your house and get fatter and more out of shape and and go order takeout because that somehow stimulates the economy you're a hero and, and that to me that that's offensive yeah it, it's misguided i'm not talking about conspiracy crap or 5g or, or uh, microchips or all that BS, or vax or no vax. I'm just talking about good, common-sense public health. That is ridiculous, um, and yet, yet that's what people have been sort of led, led to believe, and I see people tearing each other up on social media about it. Uh, they're an overnight epidemiologist, number one, and they're grandstanding with this virtue signaling about uh, people just— even asking the most innocuous questions about, you know, going outside and, and, and being active.
1: Yeah. I mean, I, for one, am you know, kind of tired of every celebrity who's self quarantining in their house. That's 10,000 square feet with their pool and their essential, you know, maids telling us what to do. Um, they get they get to go outside, I, I, the mayors and governors, they're doing their thing. I mean, I, I don't understand why this judge who said that you're not allowed around your girlfriend is allowed to be around his or her significant other after going out all day being around other people, shouldn't they have to self-quarantine?
0: Well, every right. time
1: they come into contact with somebody new,
0: exactly. It, it's it's not that much difference. Now you got to draw the line somewhere. That's the argument, right? And yeah. every time you but add come, a person, how come that
1: line seems to be drawn on small businesses and and people without money?
0: Well, uh, I'm not the guy to ask about that because you're going to get uh, you know sort of self righteous know it all. But yeah, but yeah. Uh, it's oh, certainly we're being get attacked on this one. It's being drawn around, um, you know. If I think you said, told me the other day, you know, if you're a butcher, we'll close you down, uh, you know, but if you're Costco that has furniture and a butcher and flat screen TVs and gardening supplies, we'll let you, you know, go full bore. We'll funnel people to you.
1: We'll actually send them to you.
0: Yeah, it's um, I'm not against social distancing. I'm not against shelter in place or stay home, stay safe. I'm not against wearing a mask if you think that that's good and is going to keep you safer. But having some logic behind it that you could defend that says, you know what, there's a really logical reason why we uh, are going to keep construction going on public projects, but we need to close down private projects because the virus knows Yep. and it goes after people doing private construction. Don't it, go it,
1: near those government jobs.
0: Though. Yeah. It's it, it, somehow there's some immunity there. It's if there, like if public. that were the case, I'd be, I'd be all on board. Hey, you know what? The virus somehow avoids real estate agents. So we got to flip them back on. Mm-hmm. But if you are somebody who does another, very vital service that a lot of people want. Um, we're not going to allow that because the virus just somehow stays away from real estate agents and, and on and on and on. And, and nothing,
1: no, we all love real estate agents, by the way.
0: I, I have some great friends. friends are... the, the, that's not the point yeah. yet. I'm not dissing on real estate agents for playing their cards politically, Absolutely, economically, yeah. or, or otherwise to get that flip of the switch. I am dissing on um politicians who say this is all about Health. science data and data. There will be no politics here. This is about data, not dates. Mm-hmm. And I will not be pushed around by somebody else. Um I mean initially in, in our state, you know, I'm I'm not I'm I'm not in love with the president by any means and he set some arbitrary date of April thirtieth, when we'll reopen or we'll look at reopening, he said that you know over a month ago. Uh, the leader of our state immediately had to exceed that
1: mm-hmm.
0: by a weekend.
1: It's almost that, like divorced that's not, parents. Yeah, it? yeah, it's, it's not. Yeah. That's
0: not science to me. Yeah. That's I'm going to pick a date out of my rear end that says, well, I'm going to go just a few days beyond to show that I, I'm a I'm a measured and um, conservative, uh, tough customer, not conservative politically, but I'm following the science. So I'm not going to let you force me open on April yep. 30th. We're going to extend that out to May 4th because we care about science here. We're not some emotional, uh, unstable wingnut like the president. Yep. Hey, that, that's fine. If you're the only one that you're affecting by what you decide, but when you're given the reins of a state or a city for that matter, or a County, if you're a commissioner, um, uh, you got to be bigger than that. You don't dig in your heels over political skirmishes. You don't make declarations that are uneven and unfair and illogical if you can't defend them. And I I don't see how some of the things that I've been hearing and experiencing can be defended by somebody um, with a whole lot of flip charts and PowerPoints and say, this is science, this is science, it's science. And if you don't believe me, if you don't, it's not that I don't believe you, I disagree with some of the conclusions or, or some of the actions we should take because of the conclusions that you draw. I'll give you the data. I'll give you the conclusions that you're drawing, but the actions that you're recommending we take because of those conclusions, if they're uneven, if they're irrational, illogical, if they're hypocritical, then what are you doing? Why are you, why are you making this political declaration that doesn't make any sense? Why would a mayor of Chicago say, don't go out and improve your cardiorespiratory system? There is nothing about running or biking that's going to get you infected or infect anybody else. Now, maybe don't go play, uh, you know, tackle football, don't have a wrestling tournament, um, you know, don't have a CPR training where you're breathing all over each other and, and what have you, but the the idea that, that this is being handled by people doing science and data, and if you have any problem with it, you're a wingnut.
1: Well, yeah, and, and it's weird how the science and data are different depending on what state you're in and what political party runs your state. Um, I think the one of the scarier things for me in our state is it almost seems like our governor and our president are like two divorced parents trying to one up each other, right? And in our state, our governor when when I believe when this all comes out to be overblown and overdone is going to be able to hide behind of well, if I didn't do what I did, millions of people would have died. That's just what they get to say.
0: That's that's a I mean, that's a tough infinite feedback loop well, it's, if absolute, you say, it's it's
1: like um, we you know we won't get into the vaccine thing here but it's like the pharmaceutical companies they have immunity in creating vaccines which i guess was a good idea to start because you don't want people to avoid making vaccines if they're worried about getting sued but just giving them you know full immunity yeah full immunity now we're trusting you know a private company to do what's right rather than to do what's for profit
0: well to me it's a little uh, if if i had this carte blanche in every mm, area of life that said you know what if this seems like a f- i don't know i don't remember the exact terminology but it was basically at the national level if it seems like this was an overblown uh farce then that means that we did our job did our job and, and we and we 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 stamped it out am i talking to andrew cuomo here I'm tough <laughs> and I, and I'm compassionate. I'm glad your brother made it through that. I'm 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 America's number 1 new yeah. crush.
1: Yeah. But that, and, but that you're right though. That is scary. I mean, where's where's it stop? I mean, you you just get a where's the science and data behind that comment when it comes out that
0: well, if you this
1: seemed overblown, we did our jobs. Like where's the data that proves that?
0: Super low uh number of deaths super low number of uh, contractions of the virus. I mean, the, the there, that's an unassailable position scientifically because look what we did, and it caused mm-hmm. much lower than it could have been or it should have been. And then there's no room to even attack it and say, gosh... You know, this wasn't as volatile as you predicted it was going to be. It wasn't as volatile as much as the, the death rates were predicted.
1: Well, and, and that all is fine and dandy. Um, you know, I, as far as I know, like our governor's still getting paid through this. You know, everybody that works for the state, I think, is still getting paid through this. It's the small businesses that are going to get hurt by this. Um, oh, we're sorry, David. You know, this wasn't as bad as we thought. It could have been. It really could have been. And, you know, you're you're 50 now you gotta go restart over in life. You're bankrupt now. You have no money. The little bit of savings you built up from working hard the last 15 years is gone. But you know what? How dare you question us because we were doing what we thought was right. Even though it was wrong, we thought it was right. So, you know, that you can't blame us.
0: I, I And to be honest, I, I don't. I don't blame people for uh, uh, leading and taking decisive action mm-hmm. in the face of, an enormous pandemic that that but where's
1: where's the data i mean the data doesn't support the deaths don't support this amount of action
0: i think at this point they don't i think we need to and and you see people because they don't and because we're not you know we've got this we've just come out with a four-phase recovery plan Mm -hmm. to sort of restart uh our state uh it's an incredibly convoluted um vague Plan and and that who is, decided who what gets open in each stage? Well, I'm, I'm sure public health officials, people from the Department of Health in our state. Our um, best and
1: brightest, right?
0: Right, in concert with with politicians and economists and, and who knows what. Uh, the thing that is is scary to me is listening to people who say things like, gosh, um, operating at 50% capacity... I lose more money than just being all, you know, full on closed. Yeah, there, there's, totally there's a closed. viral video going around of a guy on, on, on social media who goes through the numbers. He goes through his profit and loss sheet of his business. And he says, look, if I'm open, this is what I make. If I'm at 50% and this is what my costs are. And I lose 12 grand a month. If I'm just closed for the month, I only lose 10 grand. Yeah. What an awful predicament to be in because if he chooses to be closed, uh, he's he's closed. If he chooses to be open, he's actually worse off. And yet our state's recovery plan puts him at you've got to operate at fifty percent capacity maximum. And so he could be doing that for, you know one, two, three months or more. And I don't know anybody who's got twelve thousand, twelve thousand, twelve thousand, you know, twenty four, thirty six, forty eight, thousand dollars laying around. Um, it's, it, and, it, 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 you know, it's, it's easy to look at business. So let, let a businessman write a check. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if you're a businessman, I, I wish I was a big businessman and I could write big fat checks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I work in an industry where I, I always use the analogy that, um, I work, work in a health club and, uh, a cup of coffee, a Starbucks, you know, 30 years ago, that was 50 cents. Yep. And 30 years later, it's easily five bucks and you don't bat an eye. At spending five bucks on some fancy drink at at, uh, at a coffee shop, thirty years ago health club was thirty bucks. Thirty years later, it's still thirty bucks. Yeah, that's a pretty dangerous difference between the, the coffee industry and the health club industry. In fact, I would even go back and say, wait a second, thirty years ago it was thirty bucks, and thirty years later today it's in some cases $12, 15 bucks. It's yeah. actually gone down so well then uh, adjust it for inflation it's even less right so there's a whole lot of industries that don't have some you know big fat paycheck to 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 go to but but I think what you're saying or what gets to is that whose axe is being ground it's not whether you're rich or poor or whether you're a have or a have not it's right now are you surviving because somehow somebody's got you you're, you're you've got some kind of income and you're being taken care of or are you not and you're having a meltdown and it it's i don't even know that it splits on conservative versus liberal or democrat versus republican red state versus blue state as much as are you being taken care of or are you melting down and those are where the people are choosing sides and the people who are being taken care of they can sure stand from their, you know, their side of the river, their cliff, mm-hmm. and throw stones and and say, Gosh, you gotta believe in science or what? you don't care about your fellow man. You you're putting profits over people. Yeah. Well, if you if that's really the case, if you're really so damn pious and really so noble, then why don't you take fifty percent of your income? wherever that's coming from, and give it to one of those people who's having a meltdown. Why don't you sponsor somebody, put your money where your mouth is, instead of just popping off all over social media like a fathead?
1: Well, thats I was telling you the other day, I was watching, um, I think it was CNN, it was Aaron Burnett. And there was this barber in California, and he was choosing to open against all the rules. And just the way she talked to him, just the condescending, talking down. This guy's name was Juan.
0: Juan. He, I, I went and I found that clip, yeah. by the
1: way. I watched it. And uh, he is a veteran. He used to be a Marine. He's a Hispanic American. Um, and just the, the language she used and, and and talking to him like he didn't really know what he was talking about. I think she even made a comment. Patronizing. Well, patronizing hugely and made a comment. Well, what are you going to do if they come find you? That's a $1,000 a day. I doubt haircuts make you that much. And. You know, Juan, that wasn't the point to Juan. It was the fact that he's, he felt like he should be able to open up. He was following all the standards, everything he needed to. And I remember you and I were talking about that. And you said, well, why doesn't she just say, you know what, Juan? I'm really concerned about you. I, I believe this coronavirus is killing people. I will take $20,000 out of my millions of dollars I make a year and give it to you to support you and your business and your family through this because I'm that concerned about you, Juan. I have yet to see any of that happening.
0: I, I I think that would be the the truly woke and noble thing to do. Not not the charity. Yeah. Not not that you have to suffer or, or give up a pound of flesh. It's that if you're not giving up a pound mm-hmm. of flesh, then don't point even one finger at the mm-hmm. people who are. Yep. In some kind of self righteous grandstanding, and it is so easy to do that. When you're not looking somebody in the eye, seeing them suffer. Or when you're when not you're getting not... your
1: landlord calling you on the first of every month because, you know, he wants his money, but you haven't been able to operate.
0: Right. And and, and it's much easier yeah. if you're not looking somebody in the face- uh, that's one of the downsides yeah. of social oh, media. Absolutely. I mean, we're, it's such a powerful thing, this social media, especially in a, in a time like this where people are homebound or, or you know, sheltering in place that people can still maintain connections. My little boy can, can, you know, kind of get connected to his little buddies that he can't see in person, but to see people uh, just ripping at each other um, because I know best for you mm-hmm. and obviously I'm, I'm being taken care of in some way, shape or form yeah. because I, it doesn't matter. I, I can stay home. I'm just fine. That, yeah. that you, it's clear to me that you're not sweating at all about survival. Yes. Um, and, and so you can point fingers at people who are sweating about their very survival. And well,
1: the, the other thing too, is, is, is I've seen this big shift in the way people look at other people and y- it almost feels like I use Costco as an example. They look at us like we're a, a bother, like we're cattle, and 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 you know they're they're trying to protect themselves from us. Um, you know, I put a comment on Facebook, you know, saying something about you know I'll see a Costco when you kind of wake up and stop making people wear masks. And of course, I got attacked. Um, I got a gal that worked at Costco left a huge comment, you know, about how of course she knows respiratory respiratory therapists. Um, You know, I've been a chiropractor for 20 years. I have yet to meet one, but apparently this Costco worker knows medical doctors, respiratory therapists, RNs, that all support her narrative also, which is kind of convenient. Um, But she made a comment that she has a thousand people in her face every day. And every day she wakes up thinking, is this the day Corona gets me? Well, it's not a thousand people in your face. Those are a thousand customers. That provides you your livelihood. So she's looking at us like we're a hindrance and we're bothering. and, and Costco's taking care of her for now because Costco's riding a high. But once the Costco's business starts to go down and then maybe she has to get laid off, she'll think different about just calling us a thousand faces, a thousand people in her face. You know, these are these are paying, hardworking people. You know, they're not trying to kill you. and if you're that immune compromised, you know, as she says she is, then maybe you shouldn't be working in the public. Like I told her, I always wanted to play in the NBA. It's been my dream forever. I happen to be 5'10". Can't jump, not really fast. So it's not the job for me. So if you're unable to be in public around other people, maybe being a cashier at Costco is not the job for you.
0: Not only that, if you're in a job where you encounter thousands of people each day, you're probably going to run into somebody that disagrees with you.
1: Oh, no. Yeah, that not that, in Costco. That's now, a, that's, now, they, Costco's eliminated people that disagree.
0: I don't know if that's a job for you if you can't handle yeah, someone that disagrees with but you. but
1: it's, it's, and it's, and you know, I had a friend of mine, he's a, cause I used to work at Costco growing up uh, through college. It was a great company. The old CEO was awesome. And, you know, I had a friend of mine, he's a manager there and he got a hold of me. He said, What's up, Jay? And I said, You know, it, it just really seems like the cashiers have been empowered to order us around and, Force us to do things and, you know, just kind of treat us like cattle. And it's not the, I don't think the government should come in and shut Costco down. I don't think the government should come in and make them do what I think. I'm just going to choose not to shop there. And that's the problem I have with, you know, a lot of these people on Facebook is they want to make the government come in and shut down or make businesses do
0: whatever they want. Well, it's, it's tightening the vice so much that, of course, we're having spillage, right? We're having people that are uh, going so far as to have big protests and not have any social distancing or any PPE um, at at state capitals, you know, or not even state capitals, just cities nationwide, um, including right here in in our state capitol. And not that that's a sign that you've done something wrong as far as your public policy, or that you're you're clamping down too hard on people, but it's definitely um, you know it, it, purely from the the perspective of of the of political science, you know, the sport of politics. If you're having that much spillage, you might want to take it as a canary in a coal mine that maybe I need to backpedal a little bit and look at some ways to be um, more inclusive. That's a pretty popular word these days. I don't use a lot, but you you really are seeing some people that are getting kind of left behind. And I don't think it's just because they're all wing nuts that think this is a a 5G cellular Bill Gates uh, 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 microchip uh, conspiracy. Conspiracy, Yeah, Yeah. I I think you're you're having some people having their... um, And it's not because people are just, you know, like me being banned from seeing their girlfriend. I mean, I think there's some people that are literally uh, seeing their life melt down before them
1: Well, I'm always, I'm always leery of things that are so good for you that you're forced to do them. I mean, I've always, you know, kind of followed that advice and, and, you know, had my little radar sense pop up every time the government or a company says, this is so good for you, Jason,
0: that you are forced to do it. Uh Oh, here we go down the rabbit hole. So, so good that the government forces you to do it. Makes your spider sense tingle. So say more about that. Well, it's like, I heard this
1: guy talk once and he was talking about the EpiPen, remember? And it was, uh, 600 bucks, I think for a pen, but it works. I mean, when you go into shock, you know, you get a bee sting, you stab yourself with yeah. that. It my, works. my little
0: boy is allergic to peanuts. Absolutely. And works. he has an EpiPen. And if he were to accidentally ingest peanuts, we would pat yep. that right to the side of his leg and the epinephrine in that could save his life. Yep. hundred percent. So it, you know, it, it's not cheap.
1: It's, it's what it costs. They were, you know, they're getting the money, the flu shot they give it to you. They actually give you shopping cards. They'll, they'll pay you to take the flu shot. So it's, it's, it's almost, and, and now they're requiring it, right? For kids to go to school and to be in public places and who knows where it's going to go. But it's like something that's so good for you that it's free, but we're actually, we're going to force you to do it. And we're going to pay you to do it. It just kind of throws up my radar a little bit. And this guy's point was the flu shot doesn't work, obviously, because if it worked, it would cost $600.
0: So we're given the explanation that they can't predict the flu coming over usually from the the east and they do the best they can Mm. a year beforehand. Um, And, you know, depending on your immune system and depending on whether they nailed the the strains that are going to propagate, it may be 20% or 40% or 60% effective. Right now, we're in the midst, though, of looking for a a, a an absolute um, missile across the bow, an absolute uh, cure-all mm-hmm. vaccine for the coronavirus. Um, and they're saying anywhere from—actually, there's just a report today that the president says it's going to be here by, by the end of the, the, year. End of the year. That's going to be uh, safe. Yeah, other people are going to be saying, uh, you know, whatever, the classic 18 months. If it comes out, will you get one? Oh, absolutely not. I I wouldn't, but I, I I
1: don't. I didn't get my kids' vaccinations. You know, my my oldest, she got a couple because I was young. I was I was real young. I hadn't really learned much. I hadn't looked into anything. I just did what what I was told to do. You know, I was twenty. Um, but no way. I mean, so you're one of
0: them. You're you're an anti-vaxer.
1: Yeah, I'm not an anti-vaxer. I'm uh, I'm an anti vaxxer yeah i am not an anti vaxxer i am i am an anti looking into it yourself and being able to choose what you do. I think in a lot of the things I've seen is vaccines are safe and there's very little side effects, I guess, uh, when they're single dose vaccines, when they're not packed together and packed with preservatives. Um, so I, would be okay with that, but you can't really get single dose vaccines anymore. Um, it's just not something they offer. Um, and the, the harm that it causes people is an acceptable loss. It's deemed an acceptable loss for the greater good of everybody. But yet not a single person is allowed to die from coronavirus because that would be a tragedy, even though maybe it's better for the herd immunity.
0: Well, there, there's some, I mean, my, my beef with how some part of the pandemic is being handled I'm trying to keep the science as the last thing that I'm bitching about mm-hmm. simply because that seems to change on a daily or weekly Absolutely, basis. Yep. Um, and, and that's okay. Those sands are shifting. This is brand new. Um, you know, people act like it's some, you know, it, it's been decades that, that, that the, the federal government, the, the County, the president, whoever should know everything about something that supposedly kind of came into, into being into the human Yeah, Uh, uh, contracting it you know within the last six months Um, Well, and they
1: don't know that's the I guess the biggest thing is we're taking our governors and and they're on TV and they're wearing cool suits so they must know everything and we're just assuming they know what's right until 20 years later when they tell us oh shit we messed up there but it's okay because we were doing what was good I mean remember I remember when I was a kid growing up uh, every woman you know over 40, 35 whenever that change starts was doing the hormone replacement therapy. Remember that? Sure. Well, we found out that was the worst thing we could have done. So it's just not very smart. And, And I hate to use that word because anytime you see somebody smart or not smart, you get attacked, but it's not very smart to just assume that governor Cuomo and his little group of experts that he chooses to have around him, he, you realize he has people around him that share his outward vision of what the world should look like. And that will, he's not having people that are telling him what he doesn't want to hear. He's finding experts that tell him what he wants to hear.
0: Oh yeah. And, and that's then, why we have such a disparity yes. between New York city and New York state. They're in pretty much in alignment, but yep. then you get out to another state yes. and you've got Texas and Florida and Georgia going in one direction. You've got Uh, Washington and California, so much so that that we've got these little consortiums, which I never, you know, one thing I've always said about America is like, yeah, you know, we just don't have like regional conflicts, you know, places, (laughs) countries that that break apart, you know, and they have civil wars and stuff. That could never happen in America because we just don't really like look at each other. Oh, those damn Oregonians, you know, and and have these like uh, rivalries and stuff that lead to wars. It's a little bit, creepy to me that we're sort of making these ideological they're not ethnic they're not religious but they're ideological they might as well be religious um uh consortiums of well these four states in the northeast are going to all band together like a little tiny nato and on the west coast we're gonna and in the southeast we're going to and pretty soon you see this completely disparate response to this stage at least of the of the pandemic and it's almost like a a a petri dish you know let's see who who was right
1: yeah well i was in idaho this weekend right and so it was essential yeah absolutely absolutely (laughs) essential there was there was sun in idaho um and so coming from olympia we there's probably 80 percent of the people in the stores are wearing masks you know and these are Educated people, they're state workers, college degrees, all that. Went over to Idaho, Boise, uh, which is also state capital. Same, you got to assume, same kind of level of education, not just a bunch of rednecks. And it was probably 20%, 20, 30% of people wearing masks. Why the difference over one line? Like you cross the
0: state line. Well, I, I'd be curious about that. Did you see that in Washington state, as you headed further east. Oh, absolutely. You know, Pullman, absolutely. Or yeah. or once s- you
1: once you get over the pass, it's it's almost like a different state. Right. But it was still more people wearing masks than in Idaho. Even in far east Washington, there was far less people than in Olympia wearing masks. But still just crossing that state line, because their governor, you know, is a little more open about opening and 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 not pulling the panic alarm like our governor is, those people are more comfortable to live their normal lives and not live in fear. And now you have, you know, people on Facebook go on those those stupid rednecks in Idaho. Well, I hate to tell you, Idaho's not filled with all rednecks.
0: Or stupid rednecks at a, at a, a rally, a protest yeah, absolutely. that didn't social distance, didn't, uh, you know, didn't glove and gown and, and mask up. Yeah, I, uh, I actually ran into. They actually
1: had a uh, rally at the state capital. That's not why I went to Boise. Just in you know, Boise. Yeah, just happenstance. I mean, I happened to be there, and so went and you know checked out what was going on. Saw a couple people, talked to a couple people, and two people specifically said, "You need to come over here and move over here. This is a great place." You know, of course they tout the weather, but just the way of thinking. There's a almost he. The way he explained it to me was there's an equal amount of liberal thinking people and conservative thinking people but they all want the same things they all want a better life for their family and it just is there doesn't seem to be as much hatred he's and he moved there a year ago from um actually not to be political but nancy pelosi's district somewhere in over by san fran and he couldn't deal with it anymore and i was like well why and he goes, you know, me and my wife were downtown here. And I don't know if you've ever been to Boise. It was my first time as an adult going in. It's a beautiful city. They've done great, you know, maintaining it, you know, blending the old and the new, bringing in the new things. And so he said he was at dinner one night with his wife and they were going over to this other bar after. And they walked to the alley. And his wife was like, this is weird, honey. It's not, you know, a bunch of needles laying around, a bunch of uh, peeing. You know, you go through alleys here in Olympia. It's probably the nastiest place you could ever go through.
0: Nah, you need to go to Seattle.
1: Well, yeah, San Fran, I heard, is bad too. But why does a state line make that difference? And that's what I'm getting at. It's like we're too separated anymore. And and you, like you said, it's almost like Washington, Oregon, and California are going to stick together no matter what just to put a thumb in the face of the president. And I don't agree with the president everything the president does either way. But they would also do whatever a democratic president wanted regardless of the science you know we keep hearing these words science and data and it doesn't seem like anybody on either side is using science or data
0: or at least not in in obviously to endure the kind of scorn and criticism that uh you know governor jay inslee gets in washington state or gavin newsom does in california or uh uh anthony fauci does you know there's people calling for this guy's head this little guy who who apparently has an incredible track record as um a tireless advocate in the in the research uh to find an aids you know vaccine and and, and aids treatments back in the uh, 80s and 90s um
1: yeah but but like even with fauci right you find 10 people that say he's you know like gandhi he's the
0: He's the the steadying hand and the stable one and so forth. Then you find 10 that say he's uh, uh, got, he's got money in in, in, political
1: agenda. He's trying to do this. You never find somebody that says, meh, meh. I mean, everybody today has the strong opinion either way. Nobody's like, eh, he's all right. Like I haven't heard that about any public figure, politician, anything in the last 10 years. True, but... Everybody has an opinion on everything anymore, a very strong opinion, and very few of those opinions are based in science.
0: Well, I think that's a, a byproduct of the Twitterization of our society, meaning not not just social media, but reduce ideas and thoughts down to 128 characters. Right? Yeah. I, I think we really upped our IQ quotient, but I think Twitter upped... Didn't they go up to 256 characters or something like that? Um, so, yeah, short attention span, short memory, um, gross oversimplification of ideas, mm-hmm. dumb things down, mm-hmm. and, um, you
1: know. But, 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 like, I'd be interested, you know, and we're not going to see this, um, you know, nobody will ever do this study, but in five years from now, you take Boise and Olympia, roughly the same size, same makeup of people, state capital, same amount of workers, you know types of workers, and see which one panned out, which one had more deaths or less deaths. And why does a place like New York have so many more deaths than a comparable place in Texas?
0: Well, there is no comparable place in Texas. I well, mean. yeah, New York is amazing. It's not, it's, it's, but people are going to say that world. it's because of the density Of the population and some amazing, you know, uh, perfect storm. Well, then
1: doesn't that tell you something, by the way? Maybe there's too many people living there for one, if,
0: if it's that bad.
1: But I also don't believe New York's numbers are real. I think they're pumped up. And conversely, there could be some states where they're artificially low. We never know as people anymore, but we've already made up our political minds, we've dug our feet in the dirt, and we're gonna go with whatever side that we lean towards no matter what.
0: So we're just gonna live in confirmation bias.
1: Absolutely. You're just gonna seek out you're you're gonna seek out people that agree with your opinion and you're gonna attack people that disagree with your opinion. And that, that happens to everybody. I mean, it's amazing how many stay at home moms are epidemiologists these days. You know, and, and not that a stay-at-home mom's a bad job. I mean, it's a great job. I'd take it. I'd love to be a stay-at-home dad. Like, if I could find somebody to pay my bills, I would do it. So that's not a knock. But you're not an expert. Stop touting your whatever you think is your opinion or your political agenda as an expert opinion.
0: And yeah, but if, if you have relatives.
1: Oh, of course. They've all got a nurse in the family therapy. or a doctor in the family that saw somebody die, you know. They're dragging dead bodies out of hospitals in New York and throwing them in the local supermarket freezers. Did you know that? No. Oh, yeah. If if you listen to the news, that's what's happening, right? They're running out of morgue space. God, these hospitals are just so swamped. But yet you go to these hospitals, you go to our local hospitals, they're dead. I have nurses that are patients. They said, dude, this hospital is more dead than I've ever seen it and not dead in a dying way. There's just no people in right. it. Right, people
0: aren't going in because they are afraid yeah. of the virus, they're afraid the hospital's overrun, they're afraid they have uh, you know, six-hour wait times in ERs that, that I walked into an urgent care two days ago yeah. and was literally sitting with a doctor within four minutes. Yeah,
1: well, but the thing is, too, is, you know, I hate to give New York so much attention, but you even do it with our Governor Inslee. If he comes out and says... God, guys, you know, I kind of fucked up here. You know, this is wasn't as bad as I thought I overdid it. People aren't going to listen next time. And so he gets to sit on his high and mighty throne and say, well, I'm doing what I thought was right. And he's never going to have to explain it to us. And they're never going to back off their position because then we actually, as people, might start thinking for ourselves and going, you know what? I'm going to do what's right for my family. Maybe the government doesn't know everything.
0: Well, clearly they don't because it's, it's a shifting, Absolutely. You know, it it's, it's a shifts shifting every landscape, yeah. uh, which is one of the things, you know, uh, I'm not uh, one of the people that has mm-hmm. an amazing crush on Andrew Cuomo, mm-hmm. but that was one thing that he said that I think got a lot of attention rightly so was, you know, maybe we responded not quite right, or maybe we overdid it in, in this aspect of our response. I mean, to openly question your own decision and action um well some people say might makes right or some people say you don't have to be right just decisive that's one way of looking at you know a leader some people say that was a brilliant political move because instead of people you know like you're talking about being absolutely opposed to somebody who's got their heels dug in all of a sudden he opens up a little bit of room for the people who have been criticizing him to to say, well, hey, he's 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 listening and he's taking some mm-hmm. feedback, and mm-hmm. he he's you know willing to look at his own decisions rather than being entrenched. Um, you know, I think that guy. I said the other day, uh, you know, to me it's amazing that uh, who is fighting for airspace right now on the twenty-four hour news cycle are the four twenty-four, I mean two thousand twenty-four political candidates yeah. well, he, of Gavin Newsom, Jay Inslee uh bill de blasio and andrew cuomo
1: well de Blasio's kind of getting pushed out so he's got to put himself back in the news because he was absent for a while
0: well he's also out of out of i think any of those four um probably the one who's taken the most heat and gotten the most blame whereas cuomo is is you know having a a, a mutual love watch
1: yourself that guy's from queens he'll
0: rough you up He's a tough guy. He's That's that, it,
1: how he grew up hard in it, the public schools of yeah. New
0: York. My dad was a governor.
1: Yeah. Watch out, though.
0: So um, in our state, we've got people, you know, not just getting um, skeptical, not just protesting and, and maybe even being violating, mm-hmm. you know, social distancing and, and other uh, standards that might be smarter or safer in some people's eyes. Uh, but we've got people now openly defiant. There's a guy um, uh, opened up a, a restaurant over on the east side of the mountain. Somebody opened up a restaurant. Uh, well, I mean, there may be multiple. Uh, somebody opened up a flower shop. Somebody's opened up a, uh, here in town, a guy is uh, kind of running a, uh, in our city, running a, a campaign of, uh, he's got a tree service. And he said, Look, we're not going to shut down. We can't. And, you know, in open defiance of the governor's orders. And I. Well, our
1: state knows how to shut down flour and cake shops. I know that.
0: Well, the question is 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 this going to be something that grows and people start to just sort of, um, you know, flout the law or flout the governor's declaration? Is it going to be, hey, we're going to take these three or four people and make examples of them to sort of clamp down? Well, or th- is this going to be a little tiny spark that fans into a flame and then a full-on inferno?
1: Yeah, I I, th- I think they're smart enough, the politicians, to not let it get to an inferno. I, I don't think they're going to... This is my opinion, but I don't see them going after people. I see the, the threat being there, but I don't see them actually physically going shutting people down hauling them off to jail if that happened i there's gonna be a lot of a lot of bad things happening
0: yeah you, so you I, th- I think
1: it's mostly talking i think more and more people will do it once they see oh well dave down the road did this and he's fine i'm gonna do it R- right and it's that's not what you're gonna fair
0: say. for me to go under be yeah. while joe Schmo down the road is. But, but,
1: but see, the problem with that is then, you know, our governor is going to be able to two months later when nobody listens to him, act like it was his idea. You know, I, I did what I did to, to keep Washington safe and stay safe, stay at home. Keep, up, keep it up, Washington, you're helping, right? And so he's going to still turn it like he was this great hero because well, he's not going to follow the thionth.
0: He may very well. You know, uh, he gets a lot of credit for being hard clampdown very early um, and very, very uh, radical.
1: We were ground zero. Remember all the tactical terms they used? All right, We got boots on the ground. Boots on the ground.
0: On the ground. Um, I think Cuomo has a,
1: a tactical response team.
0: Yeah, the tactical headquarters. I mean, do these guys or carry guns
1: or are they doctors? I don't know what they
0: is. I think it's just sort of, um, you know, tapping into a fantasy of, of being. Yeah, uh, And what
1: is contract tracing?
0: I don't know what that means in today's definition of, I mean, the idea of how some other countries that lock things down was to go back and, oh, Jason's infected. Let's go find the six vectors that Jason probably infected and uh, get all those people, and we can stop the spread of this from being geometric or logarithmic or exponential. Is
1: that possible? I mean, I was in Costco this weekend, so if I tested positive— do they have to go grab everybody that was in Costco, and then everybody that everybody was in contact with people in Costco?
0: Right. Pretty soon, it starts to make Amway look small. It, uh, it's, and it's, and the danger, not the danger, the, the the folly of it, from what I've because it initially when it's small, before it's reached an epidemic or a pandemic, it sounds reasonable because you get on the front side of the you know the explosive growth yeah. by getting every little vector of you know the the contagious coefficient that they rate diseases they they doubled this and you know now there's an average i think of six people uh that coronavirus uh are infected by somebody before they show any symptoms um on average there's some that will infect hundreds of people some people won't infect anybody but on average it's the coefficient of six is the as i think the current um contagion level and, yeah, now, I
1: know, and it depends on somebody like tiger woods would infect far more people right who's around a lot more people waffle house waitresses and such okay <laughs>
0: But if you if you have that, then you also get to where um, you've got to. Just like you said, you don't have to just get all thousand people in Costco. But we've got now these new reports, and now that we're doing antibody tests to see how many people actually were infected. Now all of a sudden, if you've got four million people or four hundred thousand people, or there's just the, you know, and, and we're going to get five hundred national guardsmen to come and help, or we're going to get 1, yeah, fifteen hundred people from the feds to come yeah. and help. Um that number of people couldn't even trace the spread that one or two people caused if given enough time. So I mean, you would need so many more people to be the contact tracers that it's 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 a mathematical well it, it uh, doesn't
1: work. i mean and and you know here's me being a conspiracy theorist, but when does this power start to be used for political gain?
0: Oh, easy, because if you're somebody who is, if you are that barbershop that has quietly stayed open or has, has openly yeah. decided we're going to flout the law, we're going to open.
1: If you have a Trump um, flag, well, well, guess what's getting shut down in Washington?
0: Well, or even uh, even independent of the actual political side of things, it's just we're contact tracing. And oh, this guy said he was at Joe's Barbershop and Joe's Barbershop, look at you've been open or you're open and you're not supposed to be um, so, it definitely contact tracing has its merits in theory, but my understanding and folks that I've spoken with is that it's way, way, way on the front side, mm-hmm. not on the back side, where the, it, you know, who knows, there's what, seven and a half million people in our state. And by some estimates, we may have ha- already had up to two million people already had the disease mm-hmm. uh, or, or had contracted the virus, I should say. Um, and so how do you contact trace a guy in, you know, one small town who has, you know, has tested positive? You're, you're going to go and you're going to look for who? Everybody he's had contact with in the last four days, the last two weeks. And if you do, you know, you quickly get into thousands, tens of thousands, well, hundreds it, of thousands. Isn't that what Einstein said? The What's exp- that?
1: Exponential growth is the... The well, yeah, greatest the, thing he's ever yeah, seen. Compound interest. It, yeah.
0: it, it is uh, sort of like that. So, uh, but the, the, we have four pillars that we're going to be following in our state's reopening of the economy. And um,
1: and what is this? Is maybe you can you're more up on this than I am. What is phase four? Is phase four normal, or is that the new normal?
0: Phase four is, I believe. Is there a five? Uh, I don't know, but I know... But phase do you four see what gets, I mean, though? Yeah, yeah, it gets us back to as close to new normal but as possible. But there's still
1: restrictions in phase four, which is go back to whatever
0: you were doing. I think phase four does get you, you know, uh, above 50, um, you know, group activities well, but and then, so on. what
1: I'm asking, so I remember looking at the chart in phase four, there was a list of things. Right. Shouldn't it just be... Back to normal? Shouldn't it just be a simple? Right.
0: I mean, it should say Seahawks game. Yeah. Right? It should Where say fifty thousand people so screaming. What, and so
1: what is is phase four? Our new, what's considered normal? Are there restrictions in phase four
0: that don't ever go away? Yeah. Like, I don't like know airline about that. fees. I'm gonna try to get a um, you know get a public health official uh, uh, to come and talk. Yeah, cause because it just because
1: seems like there shouldn't need to be a phase four if you're opening back up fully.
0: Maybe that is phase five. Maybe maybe phase four has a whole lot of freedoms that we can look forward to. But once we satisfy phase four, we actually go back to flip the switch of back to normal. It's like DEFCON now. Do re- are we, are we going to float
1: back and forth into these phases in the future? Like when flu season starts again in September, are we going to go back down to phase two?
0: That's the prediction is that it's going to get, you know, a hell of a lot worse in But I fall. mean, are
1: these phases the new alert status? Are you going to get shut down as a gym? Say you're able to open up in July.
0: Well, I, I, that to me is the danger of, and it's not like just because it's the danger we can get rid of these phases. There's a reason for them. And I see the validity of them in some ways, but you can't have a phase system that could shift, you know, week by week or month by month. Oh, sorry. You're going to have to go back to 50% occupancy. Doesn't matter if you lose 12 grand a month. Um, and you have no savings. You have nothing yeah. to live on. And you go 12 grand in the hole every month that you're back in phase two. Oh, we're, we're going to move you up to phase or our county or the whole state is moving up to phase three. And at that level, you can be 75% capacity with your business, your your gym or your restaurant. And at that, biz, at that uh, capacity level, you actually make zero. You don't lose 12 grand, but you don't earn 12 grand. You make zero. I mean, if we're going to be shifting back and forth and back and forth, um, but the, then, the two criticisms I see of that is you'll never survive. You're just going to go under number one. Yes. But then number two, what's the benefit? The original benefit for clamping down on the virus was not to prevent people from getting the virus. We were predicted that up to 70% of the planet was going to get the virus over the next year. Mm-hmm. The original reason was what it was that to get the virus all at once, because if we get the virus, if we get the virus all at once, you know we're going to hell in a handbasket because the the medical system would be overwhelmed. Well, so it's
1: going to fall apart, right? That's that's what they were told. What that we were told. It, it's like Costco when they came out there with their face mask rule. Okay, so whoever the upper up is at Costco, I, I'm going to assume they don't have a political agenda. I'm going to assume that they are doing what they think is right from the information they've been given sure. or the information they've chose to listen to. If they truly, truly believed. That wearing masks was going to help. Why did they say, "Hey, we're going to start wearing masks in two weeks"? If they truly a hundred percent believed what they are saying, why didn't they
0: start it that day?
1: Well, it's like, like you and like I, to soften
0: man. the blow, to give people time but, but, to swallow but you're not that. Doing yeah, well, I mean, sure, it makes you're no giving sense. people three or four more days. I think it was like on a th- a Wednesday it was a or week, a Thursday. Yeah, so it's
1: it's like you know I i'm a single man and i'm out at the club and just meet a lady and we have sex we have sex for a week and she goes you know what we're gonna start using condoms on monday though damage has already been done i mean it's already there it doesn't make any sense that's the theme to my talk today it doesn't make
0: any sense all right all right dr jason Syrek, thanks for your wisdom Thanks for listening to The David Ross Show. Please give us a like or a share and subscribe to the podcast if you want to keep up with the latest episodes as we start to kick things into high gear. And as always, stay safe, wash your hands, and don't touch your face.